welcome back to Judging Book Covers, your bi-weekly book club podcast. Uh, in 2018, we basically helped our guests and ourselves go through our to-be-read list, and this year we're starting our 2019 book challenge. Basically, the point of this challenge is for us to read different books and just to branch out and read different things that we wouldn't necessarily pick out ourselves. So I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Megan Griffin. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Can't believe it's already 2019. <laughs> Woohoo! We'll see Parts how long of, January is this year. Right. <laughs> Parts of last year felt very long, but other parts flew by. So we'll see how this year goes. Yep. We did it. We're almost done. Yep. It's almost 2020. It's going to be <laughs> Basically, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> We're over that hump. It's right. okay. <laughs> I can tell myself this for a little while longer. Yep. <laughs> But I am looking forward to our reading challenge this year. Um, yeah. Very excited to see what we what we discover. Yeah, we've gotten a little bit of uh, interest on the internet, so hopefully uh, a couple of people are reading along. We try to make it as open as we could because I personally will start a lot of reading challenges and finish none of them. So <laughs> outside of like my Goodreads challenge, that's about the only yeah. one I ever finish. But uh, I think we made it broad enough and interesting enough that uh, people could follow along. So, yeah, I think so too. Whether they want to read what we're reading or something else, yeah, uh, that fits more with like one of ours. We have a childhood classic we're going to revisit. Can read our childhood classic or yours, whichever. <laughs> <laughs> it's something you should always do. Find that childhood classic. Yeah, go back Give it a to them. Nostalgia. See? Yeah, nostalgia, see how they, I have been actually wanting to reread Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, because I read that book a lot as a kid. Oh, we should totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> My stepdad is turning 50 in April, oh. the early birthday. Yes. Uh, and I think they're going down to the Keys, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, which is where Miss Judy Bloom owns a bookstore. Oh. So very nice. I, uh, might text him and be like, can you pick up a couple of signed copies? And uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Yep. But, yeah. Oh, that's such a good book. <laughs> it is such a good book. Every girl should read that. Every boy yeah. should probably read it too, honestly. I think they should. Yeah. It's oh, a God. better look at like understanding females, in my opinion, but whatever. The angst of when am I going to get my period? And then being the age I am now and being like, this is annoying. <laughs> I wish I didn't have to deal with it every month. <laughs> yep. Yep. If I had known then. <laughs> Man. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. Can we get to menopause? <laughs> I have said that so many fucking times. <laughs> I mean, Chris has the vasectomy now, so we're good there. If I could just, yes. like, I'm good. Well, there was a memoir I was looking at that I bought years ago. It's called, like, what I was doing while you were having kids or something. And I was like, this actually might be good for us to read and just be like, I ah. would totally read that. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see this book challenges bring up so many options. Yeah. Cause I forgot um, about that book until when I just said it, even though it was something that had floated up like over the last few months, every now and then randomly I'd be like, yeah, I really want to reread that book just to see what I think of it now. No, that's perfect. We should yeah. do that. Preteen, teen angst. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, for our first book that we have picked, we decided since it's a new year, lots of New Year's resolutions going into effect or, you know, 
being planned. So we decided to go with You Are Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. Um, basically, I guess the short version, short description would be, it's basically about how to improve your life, love the life you live and live the life that you actually want to live. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's a bright orange cover. Is this the one that you have? Yep. Yeah. Bright, bright orange, bright yellow, (laughs) bright yellow cover. It's like a nacho yellow. Yeah. And then the words you, the word you is the biggest word. Yeah. And then badass is right up there. In terms of font, so that that jumps out at you, basically. Yeah, it was oh, a I'm little a badass. Fun to read this on the subway because people would be like, <laughs> "I get it. It's the beginning yeah. of New Year." Like you could kind of see him like mm-hmm. nodding, and I'm just like, "Yeah, okay, New Year, New whatever. You. <laughs> yep, exactly. I am that basic person. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so basically, this book it's split into five parts. Uh, we have how you got this way. How to embrace your inner goddess or goddess badass. How to embrace your <laughs> inner badass. <laughs> Guess I was talking to myself when I wrote that note. <laughs> how I to tap so. Yeah. How to tap into the mother load, how to get over your BS already, and how to kick some ass. Um, I don't know if I actually had a favorite section. Hmm. I yeah. honestly think the first section was actually probably my favorite because mm-hmm. I really liked the discussion of like you you gotta strip away everything that you're talking because it's like basically any uh I can't think of the word morals and values that you have or things that you learned it's not they're not inherent and inherent and you know you probably did get some bad ones and mm-hmm. you got to figure out what's like actually yours and i feel like that is like a journey that you end up taking in your late 20s like whether or not you want to and yeah yeah i could see that like um basically the messages that you internalize as a child recognizing what those are maybe overcoming them if they're not positive or healthy right yeah, I think like most people, I think I know I definitely went through something kind of mostly like I can compare it to like religion. Do I want to continue being a Catholic? But that was in college, basically, was when that happened. OK. Um, although obviously some messages from the church, I kept like, be nice to other people. <laughs> yeah, like I am not big on organized religion. I think it's a bit cultish, no matter which religion it is, but that's. Like, me personally, but, like, mm-hmm. I did a candlelight service with my mom on Christmas, and mm-hmm. it's it's a very moving experience. Like, just being with people that, like, this is truly what they believe in and everything, and, well, I can't figure mine out half the time. Uh, I don't know. It's nice, but, like, it also, when they're singing or saying the same thing at the same time, I'm like, nope, nope. You stand up, you kneel, you stand up, you sit all together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't miss church. (laughs) (laughs) You respond at the same time and I never know what, yeah, it's, so. The next time I go to church, oh shit. I was like, oh, the next time I go to church will be in several years, but I am actually my youngest brother's godmother. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Who's now an atheist or me. Um, 
But he's going to, I was thinking, oh, Marco's confirmation would probably be the next time that I go. I'm like, that's years away. No, no. He's a freshman in high school right now. So that's probably like oh, next no. year, maybe even the year after. <laughs> so oh. I can't remember if it's 10th or 11th grade, but so I will go for that. Yeah. And then that I think would be technically the last thing that I would feel like, because we haven't really gone. I know we went to our niece's baptism. I don't know if we went to our, we did go to our nephew's. We did not go to Penelope's or the youngest because I feel like whenever it happened, we couldn't go. But yeah, so I'd probably be the next one. Okay. Yeah. Is your entire family still the Catholic? My dad said area? yes. Okay. But I know like I have a couple cousins that I think don't necessarily believe as much as say our parents. Right. Um, but yeah, my dad's side, my mom is kind of like, I'm not into organized religion. Although when I told her that I didn't believe in God, she was very scandalized. I was like, what? <laughs> like she, I, she's more spiritual side, angels, stuff like that doesn't do the organized right. side of things. Yeah. I don't, I, I went through, I had a, when I had a bad car accident 10 years ago, like for me, it was kind of a moment of like, well, Something wants me alive because I should not have lived through it. Mm. But I have a very hard time grasping. I mean, I I took the Bible as literature class. And that, if you do that, it kind of destroys any, like, ability to read it as a religious text, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that as, like, my own thing. I know that there are a couple people in that class that are still very religious and, like... That's awesome. But for me, I'm just like, I can't do it. So I do have a little bit like when self-help books bring in religion mm-hmm. or some major spirituality, I tend to shy away. Um, Same. And Same. Th- this one did, but not, it could have been worse for sure. Yes. Because um, she, she does bring it up. And but she refers to it as like God or goddess or the universe or source energy, the force, like she's like, whatever you want to call it, basically there's this energy that's surrounding you and within you. And I was like, I can deal with that. Yeah. Because it's not really like if the religion part of any would turn me away. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really popular book that came out in 2018 that was like supposed to be the next big self-help thing and i read it it's called girl wash your face by rachel hollis i've seen that and it ended up having very religious undertones and i was like oh i wouldn't have read this if i had known it and i met the woman she's very very nice woman but i was just like this is not my lifestyle and that's okay i know a lot of women love it but I just, it's, it'd be nice to not have that. Cause like I know Chris and I read that book, the five love languages or what is your love language or whatever that's called. That is a very, (laughs) there's a lot of, have you read that one? I have not. I need to. It's been on my list. It, I liked the idea of the five, which I can't, I can never remember the full five, but I liked the idea and I was like, this makes sense. And I can already tell which one's. I think I am. Um, but there were, it was very, there's a lot of religion, a lot of God talk in that one. So be prepared if you read it. Okay. Could have done without all of that and still gotten yeah. the same message. But our, yeah. like our marriage, our relationship is not 
a holy union or whatever. I can't remember the fra- like phrasing like that about how your relationship and God in your relationship, he's not in our relationship. Yeah, so it's, it's not a triangle here. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Um, what is your uh, relationship with self-help books? What have you like, do you, have you read them in the past? So I, I don't know if I guess, I wonder if I, I guess you could kind of count the five lang- lang- bleh, languages one as one. So that I've read that one. And then my favorite so far has been the Marie Kondo Joy of Tidying Up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Every time, like, I see all this angst it. about the Netflix show, which I have not watched yet. I, I'm like, blinders on because I know how well it worked for you. And it worked mm-hmm. well for my mom, too. So I'm like, I know she's not sitting there really telling you. You have to throw these books she out. She does not. Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert. She does not say that in the show. There was something that someone brought up and I was just sitting there like, why do you need that? Get rid of it. And Marie was just like, oh, tell me, like, tell me more about why this yeah. brings you joy. Like, let's talk about it. And like, she she doesn't make any decisions for the people. They made to make the decisions themselves. And she's not going to tell you one way or the other because she, I think she, like, going with her teachings, she can't tell you what brings you joy. So she doesn't tell anyone what to get rid of. So, yes, I did get rid of some books. I will never get rid of all of my books. No. (laughs) Like, she doesn't have a lot of books. I remember that coming up in the book when I read it. And I was like, that's not me. Which is fine because those books that I kept to bring me joy, there's a lot of them. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. There's no reason, like... I'm a rereader, so I'm going to keep books. Mm-hmm. I can understand if you're not a rereader, maybe you don't keep books. Right. But, you know, like my shelves are all full at the moment and I'm starting mm-hmm. to stack on top of each other and it mm-hmm. is time mm-hmm. to sit down. I think I've been saying that for six months <laughs> through and, and pull out books that, you know, I get them a lot as gifts. It took people a long time to realize, don't buy me an actual book. Like, you're never going to get what I want right. Yeah. Chris pulls books from my like Amazon wish list, so they're always like dead on. No, <laughs> I think see, he's the great. only one. <laughs> but like, if I kept a wish list, I'd either forget I had it or I'd buy mm. it, forget to take it off, kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, that's the hard so, thing because like my birthday is the fifth of December, so I'm like, oh, if I want to buy myself like a treat, like a treat myself, I can't get anything that's on that list, and then have to be careful because there have been times in the past early on where I got myself something that Chris was thinking of getting me. So oh, I kind of yeah. told myself on lockdown. So I'm like, oh, I have a lot of books. Is it safe to pick one book to buy myself? And then I It'll didn't, be that so one. I just waited. Yeah. 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 It'll end up being the same one. <laughs> right. So I haven't read too many self-help books. I think those, this one, I'm trying to think if there's any others that spring to mind. I do remember reading The Secret way back when that was a thing. Is that the one where you put out into the universe what you want? Yeah. And it'll... Okay. Which part of this book reminded me yeah, of. Yeah. Very much so. But I feel like there was a video with it or something. I don't know. So that one. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What's your experience with self-help books? I definitely went through a phase, either like in college or shortly after, where I read a lot of self-help books just to kind of... To say to find myself is a little cliche, but like I just... I am a very much a scatterbrain and I am all over the place. I am a fairly intelligent person, but like my mother just kind of laughs at me because like a couple weeks ago I lost my keys and didn't realize it. And thankfully, you know, I have a gym membership. So someone turned it into my gym and they called me, but like, that's good. (laughs) It's, it's like, I do things 
like put my keys in the same spot. It doesn't matter. It, they're, something's <laughs> going to get lost. I lose credit cards. Like, oh no, <laughs> I use I use credit cards as like bookmarks. It's like my brain focuses on what I feel is important, and and I had a really hard time like embracing that about myself. By this point, I'm like, this is who I am. If I can't find a credit card, I just kind of keep track of it. And like, as long as there's nobody trying to spend money on it, it's in my apartment somewhere. I know it is. <laughs> it's in a book. I'll find it. But so I did go through a few and I still occasionally, I, I pick up more memoirs now. I feel like that's kind of what a lot of self-help has become. Um, there was a really great one that I need to revisit from a few years ago called The Last Lecture which I think mm. is probably my favorite self-help slash memoir book. It was mm. by a professor who uh, got diagnosed with some, I think it was a very rare cancer and like knew he was going to die. And so he, he gave this lecture about living life. And, and one of the big things that I remember from it was like, um, it's like Wikipedia is a lot more like encyclopedias than you think. Because he like submitted stuff for encyclopedias and he's like, nobody followed up and fact checked that shit. <laughs> he's like, so them telling you that Wikipedia is not. Anyways, I, there's more to it. But I just every so often when I'm on Wikipedia, I'm like, huh, huh, I remember this professor. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I read a few. Um, I actually bought this one, I think the first time it came out in paperback, maybe. Mm-hmm. And had just read another one and was like, yeah, I need a break. And it's sat on my shelf for probably five years now. So um, what do you think of it? Um, I liked, I think I liked it overall. I like definitely like some parts more so than others. Mm-hmm. I will say we, we can get into in the different sections, certain things are just like, I don't know about this. I'm not going to do this or. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did like, like in the first section where she talks about being present, like get out of your own head. She does talk throughout the book of like recognizing your fear-based concerns and not letting fear consume you or stop you from doing things. Cause I have done that in the past. <laughs> so that resonated with me. Um, and like I did like also too, how she ended pretty much like each little chapter with and love yourself. Cause that's, Yes, that's important. I like that. Yes. That that I liked that at the end of every single one was like, no matter which whatever she was talking about, love yourself was always on that to do list of how to do whatever thing she was talking about. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Um, overall, I think I enjoyed it. Um, there's a part of me I think that will now forever find a divide in 2016, like everybody else does. And I feel like this is kind of a, definitely feels like a pre-2016, like, put yourself out there in the universe and what you want is going to come back kind of thing. And like, for some people, I do truly believe that, think that that works. I don't feel like people feel that way or going to react that way mm-hmm. or embrace that as much nowadays. And uh, I prefer myself help to have a little bit more like meat to the bones other than just Mm -hmm. like if you think about it really hard which is not where she's coming from but occasionally that's how it felt like where it was like you know just go do it and it's like yeah or just think about it like the secret yeah (laughs) yeah and it was like okay and like there is one i read last year that definitely was started 
before um, the election and it was published afterwards. And like in her introduction, she was like, there are parts of this that very clearly I am an upper class or middle class white woman. And Mm -hmm. um, I am very much aware of how it sounds now. Okay. So, and and I, that introspection that, you know, yeah. And I feel like some of that is here where it's like, I don't know anything about her past, but I wouldn't be surprised based on some of the things that she says that she had a lot more options than people necessarily would have. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that there was, so this, uh, let's see, this was written in 2013, I believe it was. Cause I, there was a section where when she was like visualize and think about stuff and she's like, if you want to spend the day hanging out with the president, I was like, which which yes. president are we talking yes. about? And I went and checked, yes. and I was like, "Oh, copyright 2013." Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely Obama. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, all right, I will continue with you in this section. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That de- that definitely made me like lurch a little bit. Was like, "Yep, this is an older book." <laughs> yep. Immediately flipped to the front. Like, oh, okay, we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> There was, so kind of with the visualizing or like the just put yourself out there, put it out there and the affirmations. I didn't do the affirmations. I did. What did I do from this? I did try to do like the meditation. Um, She does talk about vision boarding and I was going to try to do that and I didn't get to. (laughs) So I've never actually done that. Um, And oh, there's, I can't remember where it was, but basically each day expressing gratitude basically is part of this as well, putting a positive spin on things. So each day writing like a daily thank you note, like basically listening 10 things that you're thankful for. for. So I did do that each day, which was kind of good. Um, Were you able to implement or try anything from the book? Yeah, I have, uh, especially I've done it in the past and and I started back up again, the, uh, you know, the daily attributes of or things that I like about myself and then the things I'm grateful for at the end of the day, like you know, beginning and embracing these things. Eventually either a, you're going to start believing them a little bit more because self love is a little hard and uh, it's just easier to kind of always stay positive. So I definitely have started 2019 a lot more positive than I have in the past. So, because mm-hmm. for me, New Year's Eve is a terrible holiday it is like the most romantic holiday in a way. Like Valentine's Day to me is not. It's that New Year's Eve kiss is supposed to start your year kind of thing. And <laughs> I think I have been in a relationship one year for New Year's Eve. So I'm always like, go away. Just I don't want to <laughs> deal with it. Like, I don't think we kissed at midnight. We had two our two friends over and we were playing freaking Pandemic, the Cthulhu version fucking game. <laughs> That's amazing. We played... Three times and lost each time. <laughs> Freaking Cthulhu <laughs> came out every time. It was so good. Oh, so fun. Um, we did pause to watch the ball drop, but we did too. Chris yeah. and I don't have cable, so we stream. So the internet is behind. <laughs> so <laughs> the ball dropped friend, a little late. <laughs> yes, is our friend Nicole who really wanted to see it. We're like, just don't look at your phone <laughs> to see the true time. <laughs> yes, I actually laughed because one of the women. We, we stopped, we watched the ball drop, we had champagne, mm-hmm. and then like five minutes later, she's like, wait, is it 2019? I was like, what do you think this is? <laughs> like, How much have you had to drink tonight? So. 
She just said, no, we've gone back in time. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, like, this is... Yeah, pre-2016. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I definitely... One of my resolutions was that I just overall want to be a more positive force, both to myself and to other people. I feel like it's really easy to be negative right now. And, and I don't want to discount the bad things that are happening, but like... Negative energy feeds into negative energy. So trying to embrace that side of me that is is really not natural at all. <laughs> so. Yeah, for um, my like daily 10 things, I was trying to make them specifically about the day, which gets kind of hard when you work at home by yourself. Yeah. It's not like I could be like, oh, I was in the office and I was talking to my friend and we talked about this. That was good. It's like, no, I'm just by myself. <laughs> like, uh. So. Chief but Brody I came up with 10 things each time. <laughs> right. <laughs> he ate his food today. Yes. Didn't try to steal mine. Good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you say you did do the affirmations? Yes. Like, do yes. you have them written down or were you just like doing the mental ones? I have them written down. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them on a whiteboard in my room. And mm-hmm. I am trying to keep a just like a basic journal, um, mm-hmm. which I fell off of actually few days ago i need to get back onto it where i do things like record things for my resolutions like how many steps i took that day and Mm -hmm. how many words i wrote if i wrote and 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 doing like the daily um affirmations and um things i'm grateful for and it's you know even if it's tiny things like i really like my hair i think i Mm -hmm. have a great head of hair despite the fact that it's kind of a mess right Mm, that's negative yep i really like my hair and some Period. days that's all I can, can cling to is just yes. like, I know that I have really great hair. So. Yep. I think because so. I, so the meditation part, it's not actual meditation that I've been doing. I've been doing yoga. I've been doing this 30 day challenge with yoga with Adrian on YouTube. She's great. Okay. She has a really cute dog. Um, and she's very much focused on the breath and she's not about doing everything perfectly. It's like finding your own rhythm and all that stuff. But there was one yesterday was actually meditate so it was a very low-key one just like light a candle if you want so i turned out the lights lit a candle it was really it was nice so i've been using that was kind of my like this is me meditating focusing on the breath so i do actually want to do actual meditation but i do find that that even like the yoga part definitely helps put me in a more positive headspace okay which is nice so i need to take up yoga Every time I do, like, a yoga class, I really like it. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. But I, I haven't taken a yoga place. class in a while. Well, I think the last time was, I did that, uh, the hot yoga, the, is it Bikram yoga that's in the room where it's, like, a million degrees? I think so, yeah. I won't do I that I did one, really yeah. like it, though. Really? <laughs> I did. I felt like, um, like, I got... Because you're sweating so much. Like, oh, I got a real good workout in. Because basically yeah. the first time they told us, um, I was with a friend at the time. She's like, basically, you've never done this before. The goal is to, at this point is to just stay in the room. So if you need to lay down, because if you leave and try to come back, it's going to feel even worse. So that you want to like try yeah, to stay in the room sense. for the whole time. And I liked like the sequence of moves and stuff. It's just, it was too expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's the part of the problem is that like any kind of exercise class is, is too costly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last time I went to one, it was, I've been trying to remember what it's called, but instead of like vinyasa where you kind of keep moving, it's where like you hold a pose for so mm. long and then it's like feeling your body hold that pose 
And I responded really well to that. And it really helped. I had a teacher that was like, this is going to hurt. Just mm. breathe through it. It's fine. Like, yeah. it's going to hurt me too. You know, it wasn't a 20 year old that's like, could put her legs over her head. It was. <laughs> I appreciate you know. that type of honesty. Cause yeah. one of my favorite workouts have been also, I found her through YouTube, Kira Lachey. Okay. She has done these, but like when she's doing them, she is, she is in amazing shape. She is sweating her ass off. She has to stop and take breaks. Like I appreciate seeing that honesty. And there was one that I, she did with her best friend. She has a couple DVDs out that I have that are really good. Um, but there's this one that she did. I think it was, was it abs or legs? I can't remember what the move was, but instead of like 12 reps, or 15, she went up to like 20. And the look on her friend's face, I think, was the look I had, which was like, how, why, why are we doing more? And I was like, <laughs> even though you're both in amazing shape, one of you is like, excuse me, this yeah. is where we should be stopping. So I appreciate honesty like that from I trainers too, yeah. or coaches or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. One of my goal is to get up early and to find that kind of peace in the morning because I, I feel like the work day definitely goes better. Mm-hmm. So... I'm I'm not trying to push for anything more than just by February. I would like to be getting it up at five a little bit easier. We'll see. Yeah, I need to. I so I like working out before work. The problem of working from home is you're like, oh, I can just roll out of bed and start. Yep. (laughs) So I like to start six or seven thirty, seven forty-five. So I've been waking up six and I was like trying to push it back 10 minutes 10 minutes I'm trying to get down to like 5 45 maybe to like have time to do this because I also do these exercises for plantar fasciitis because my stupid feet like to act up oh no and that's like it's like a 15 minute like stretching thing but it really helps but I like to do that first thing too so that takes time so I've been trying to also get up early do this I'm trying to make this like a habit yep yep our Januarys are going so well they are because I honestly have not stuck with a challenge this has only been 10 days, but I haven't stuck yeah. with a challenge. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I definitely am like, I have a gym membership. I'm not going to the gym until probably mid-February. I'm just going to let it do its thing. I'd like to start going in the morning. I'm curious if it's as slammed in the morning, mm. but I also have enough things at home that I can do. Like, yeah. I'm trying to get back into running. I, I did my first, like, it was a shuffle. It was not a run since... I think last September Mm -hmm. and I hated myself, but at the same time I was like, I did it. You did it. Starting running is always the worst part. It's the worst. I'm fine. I don't understand why I stopped. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm fine when I get back into a rhythm. I'm fine when I'm, you know, like doing it a few days a week. Yep. When I find the perfect audio book to go with it, it's great. It's just the starting over. Two years ago, I tried couch to 5k with a friend. So I found my old bullet journal from then. I was so excited because Tracy and I were running or, you know, (laughs) doing the walk running thing. And then she needed to have surgery. And then the plantar fasciitis started acting. That's when it happened. And that was it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Although she and I both signed up for the great inflatable race. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like giant inflatable things. So it's more fun. It's like it's a fun run type of thing. Um, It's not the courses aren't usually very long but i'm like if we're supposed to run between obstacles i feel like i should maybe try to run yeah but i definitely need new shoes because these sneakers are like they they look like my husband's in certain parts because he will wear his shoes until the like this they're like sloped up because like you can see where he like angles his feet you know what i mean like with his steps yeah so i looked at the bottom like the bottom like part of the grip is gone in certain spots and i was like all right i 
I definitely need new sneakers anyway, even yeah. if I don't start running. Yeah, go get measured. It's it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. I love my shoes. They were pricey as hell. I think they were $180. But yeah. you know what? Yeah. They work. They work yes. so well. Yeah. Um, yeah, you used to do, like, I did an obstacle race. I ran a half marathon. Well, okay. I ran a half marathon. I actually freaked out in the first mile and was like, why am I doing this? And thankfully oh. I had a, a very good friend there who had ran a few half marathons and mar- mm-hmm. maybe marathons. And she was just, like, training to get ready for another marathon. And, like, she stayed with me the whole time because I freaked out. I mean, it took me, like, four miles before I calmed down. Okay. But I finished it. And I think at that point it was like, I'm done. (laughs) Just like, why am I doing this to myself? (laughs) And, yeah. That's awesome, though. I think my dad did the half in October in Hartford. I'll see that. Yeah. I'd like to get back to it. If you're going to start it. Don't make your half marathon the Publix Marathon into Georgia because the last mile and a half, two miles, is definitely uphill. Ugh. It's like the worst thing. Maybe That's... not the last. It's It might have been like 11 and 12 of mm-hmm. 13 or whatever. I don't know. It was hell. Like plenty of people I was like, yeah, this is my first one. They were like, why? That's stupid. <laughs> so. It's like, so there's the... Thanksgiving Day run in Manchester, Connecticut. It's kind of popular. It shows up on TV all the time. Yeah. It's five mi- about a five-mile loop, basically. But you run down Main Street, like, so many people show up. It's, 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 people do compete. Like, there are definitely the more serious ones. But then other people, right. most people are dressed up. Like, one time Chris and I did it where we were, like, walk running. And these guys ran by with a backpack full of beers and gave us one. So it's nice. a very laid-back but like when you go down Main Street and then turn left onto Charter Oak, it starts to go up and it's just this steady, steady incline where it's like, okay. And I remember the first time I did it, the most I'd ever driven up that hill was to this store. So I was like, that's the end of the hill, right? Because in my head, that's as far as I've driven. No, yeah. no, it continues to go. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> it's like the first mile. And then once you like make this another left turn, then it starts to go down gradually. But at least that hill is at the beginning, not at the yes. end when you're like yes. dying because you've run 12 miles already. Yeah. yeah. I'm try- I, that That's the other half of like getting used to here is that like where I live is almost, well, I'm like an avenue away from like the peak point of Brooklyn. And so it is very hard to find a way to end my run downhill mm. or like flat even. Yeah. So... It's, it'll be fine. I'll get back into it. It's, it's very cold, but you know what? Mm-hmm. I've gotten out. I've ran. I've gotten out. I've biked. I've done at least 12,000 steps the past few days. Like I am trying to get back into it. And mm-hmm. two months ago, I could barely walk up my stairs. So I'm feeling better. It's good. Step by <laughs> yeah. step. Little exactly. By little. Set uh, reasonable goals, as Jen Sincero said in one yeah. chapter where she talks about actually taking action where you don't you want to set reasonable goals for yourself not i'm gonna run a marathon tomorrow (laughs) yeah it's better to do things in chunks which is how like i think goals have always been presented um i kept comparing it to writing in my brain because one of my favorite things that a couple writers talk about is like a story is made up of paragraph or chapters which are made up of paragraphs which are made up of sentences which are made up of words like you can do a word Mm-hmm. you can do a sentence you could turn yeah. that into like you just gotta slowly build and those things in this book i really did enjoy yeah and yes. you know 
sometimes you just need to remember that. But right. I also liked the like getting out of your head. Stop criticizing yourself or like because we are all our own worst critics. <laughs> yes. Um. So I do think I was probably about halfway through the book when this happened, and I think reading the book at that point helped me put a more positive spin on this instead of going into see you're terrible at this so you Megan already know this I will go into it more when it comes out but I submitted something to a magazine that is going to be used in um I think the probably the March to April edition of the magazine and so obviously when you submit something there's editing involved so I got it back with some changes and there was some stuff at the beginning that was changed where I feel like if I hadn't really been reading this book, it would have been, see, this is why I'm terrible and I shouldn't write. And, but like, it would have been one of those where instead I was reminding, I did have that a little bit, but then immediately argued with myself of like, no, they picked your thing for a reason. And you knew when you submitted this, that you were having issues at the beginning of what to put. And that's where most of the work went. <laughs> so oh, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah. And I'm very excited for that, but I, I'm glad I was able to, <laughs> help you get through that because editing yeah. is such a bitch yeah it's the worst so I, I should probably be hearing more after it goes to the copy editor and stuff but yay yeah it's yeah <laughs> well when that comes out don't forget to promote it big yes i will i will be posting i will bring it up on here when you ask me where people can find me i will have more of an answer for yes. basically march and april <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh There are a couple interesting points. Um, I'm looking at part two, where the loincloth man, mm-hmm. where I was like, where are you going with this? Like, <laughs> what exactly are you trying to to say here? But uh, still was a great kind of like side story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended with love yourself. Yes. Because yeah, basically I, loincloth man, he's the one who's living... Basically in the wilderness, on his own, because that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Um, apparently, though, he was incredibly good looking. <laughs> yes. And had a very expensive white cloth. Yeah. <laughs> but he was doing it up. He was still surviving. So, okay. Yeah. Um. I do like the discussion of like the relationship with money. Now there are some things about money that she says that I was like, okay, you need to take a step back. Maybe realize that maybe, and again, I don't know anything about her life, but you know, it doesn't sound like she ever at any point didn't have a safety net. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, and to be honest, like, I've never felt that way either. I come from a very, very, uh, um, I was going to say sheltered. That's not the correct word. But like even when in my hardest times in, in college when I lost my job and like I definitely have parents and grandparents that were willing to help me out. So um, basically take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But like I really liked the discussion of like the relationship with money and like mm-hmm. if you view it as something that you don't have – then you're not going to ever have it. It's never going to be a positive relationship. You're never going to save up kind of thing. Yeah. Um, That's like, too, because she says the money that you need to 
to do like to open your restaurant or to do whatever it is that you want to do it exists out there and I was like that's a good way to think of it that it does exist out there I just don't have it yet right right and and while there are parts that she's like no just visualize it it'll come that does seem to be something where for the most part she's like visualize it but you actually have to act on it yes is the visualized part like so it's, it was it more came up in the affirmations just because anytime I hear the word affirmations I think of this one episode of Sex in the City <laughs> where have you watched the show no okay so there's an episode where Charlotte she's a character who at this point has gotten divorced um, okay. and she's having a hard time kind of believing in love again or that she'll find love again she drags. Uh, Carrie Sarah Jessica Parker's character to the seminar to hear this woman talk about her book that she wrote about finding love and the affirmations are a big part of it basically telling yourself that you are beautiful you are wonderful you're an awesome person and you deserve love and love is out there for you okay but when she gets up to speak she does kind of confess that she has a hard time believing now because she's worried she's lost it in her previous relationship and the woman's response is basically just like well keep doing your affirmations um, and your heart and head will connect. And then she kind of pushes back. But then the woman's response after that was like, well, maybe you're just not putting yourself out there. Like, maybe you're just not really getting out there. And I'm like, that is such a shit answer. And I know this is yes. fictional. Like, it's just a show. But, but that's that is kind of what of, that makes me think of. Yeah, that's how a lot of self-help people actually are. Is like, yeah, maybe you're just no, not I've, putting yourself out yeah, there. Like, uh, I've given you the tools that are going to work for every single person. But it's right. not. Right. Like, you can visualize so much, but, like, you can't really control what other people do. Yeah. So while you can control your reaction, you can't, I don't know. It, yeah. <laughs> there's There's got to be that fine line between visualizing and being realistic. Right. Like, right. yeah, I definitely really want the hot guy that's in the TV show to be my husband, but I'm yeah. not going to, probably going to, that's not going to happen. No, because you know? how many times, so this thread in this group that we were both in, how many times I have thought about James McAvoy, I have not met him yet, to have my way no. with him, so. That should go on your visual board, visual board. Just, if I could put that gif in action, <laughs> of him <laughs> licking his lips. That, like, it hit me as I was talking to that, because, like, one of my biggest letdowns in life is that I was, uh. Dragon Con, which is the Atlanta uh, version of Comic Con, uh, mm-hmm. takes place the same weekend as Labor Day weekend, which is usually the weekend my parents went to the U.S. Open. And when they did that, I usually watched my younger brother and sister. And my last like really big obsession before my current one was Torchwood and Yanto Jones. For whatever reason, I just like fell head over heels for this character, and it, it not like in a way where like. Because, like, I, I love the relationship he was in. It's it's a weird kind of line. But I knew he wasn't coming back for the next season. So I was like, this is the last chance that I'm probably going to get for a long time to, like, meet him. Can I take the twins to comic or Dragon Con? My mother was like, absolutely not. Oh, They're, like, no. five years old. I was like, do you know how much Star Wars stuff is going to be going on? And, like, I think my brother's actually been to Dragon Con now and maybe my sister, too. And I'm just like, you really but (laughs) and so i figured i've realized um because my current obsession is outlander and i realized (laughs) that like they were at new york comic-con and i didn't know what outlander was nor did i give a shit and now i'm like 
that was the first time they came. Like, what if it went terrible? What if they never come back? <laughs> like, I, I work New York Comic Con. And I'm, uh, anyways. <laughs> the opportunities you could have manifested, even though you yes. didn't know at the time that you wanted it. <laughs> and there's a good chance that, like, I walked by the, uh, whatever. It's fine. I know we walked by the Outlander line because I definitely laughed at how long it was. <laughs> Oh, and now if I had only known, I mean, we're talking like five weeks at the most before I was like, fine, I'll check out and see what the show is about. So, um, so yeah, that's going to go on my vision board. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to put my obsession of the week on my vision board because I feel like I just I go through phases. They usually last more than a week, but then it's like, oh, okay. I'm done with James McAvoy, so now it's probably back to, like, a core group of guys. Like, oh, Tom Hiddleston. Yes. Oh, Tom Hardy. Oh. You listen to Thirst Aid Kit, right? Oh, yes. I was listening to the Tom Hardy one while I was walking the dog, and as much as they focus on his lips, I was just, yes. <laughs> I haven't listened to that one yet. I need to. It's so good. <laughs> what is this self-help book teaching us? To basically manifest that we want to meet these guys and make it happen. <laughs> put it on a vision board. Put it out <gasps> to the universe. Oh, I yes. want Chris Evans here right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, or Tom Hiddleston. Or James McAvoy. Like, I like Tom Hiddleston. I've never gotten on that train. My favorite thing about Thursday Aid Kit is that their, like, subtitle or whatever for that episode of Tom Hiddleston, it's Tom Hiddleston, the gentle scarecrow or something. <laughs> That is amazing. And oh. they do talk about the dark times where they both kind of came off the bandwagon, which is when I came off the bandwagon when he was dating Taylor Swift. Yeah, we all jumped off that bandwagon. Yep. But how we've, we're coming back to yeah. it, you know. Every time yeah. I see pictures of Taylor Swift hanging out with Ryan Reynolds, it's always with this face of his like, <laughs> really? <laughs> this is what well, I'm doing. She lives in Rhode Island. I could Does meet she her. Be? You could. I don't want to. Yeah, but that's where her the why? pictures of her and Tom Hiddleston were in her place somewhere here. You could meet Ryan Reynolds. He's not so much on my list. I mean, I guess he's on the list, but he's you not like the door to get it. Okay. <laughs> like I need you to introduce me yes. to here's a whole list. Yep. Just start yep. picking. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> oh. We have gotten way off topic. We did. We did. It's okay. I don't really know how to segue back into this. <laughs> um, what is section three? Section three is how to tap into the mother load where she talks about meditating, uh, doing a That's vision right. board. So we've kind of gone over that. Yeah. Generosity. I did like that where generosity also benefits the giver. Yes. I did like four or two, which was how to get over your BS already. Basically, like recognize what stops you from going for something that you want. Get rid of any distractions. Yeah. Um, and also just the not letting fear stop you from doing it. Because like, I think that's the section where she talks about, well, if you want to write this book, but you're afraid it's going to be terrible. And I was like, are you reaching into my brain? <laughs> <laughs> but 
what's like the worst thing that could have so if you don't write the book how are you going to feel you're going to feel like bummed out or like upset that you didn't write it or you know so what's just do it basically right Right. worst comes to worst like you did it and either you realize that it's not for you Mm -hmm. you're going to grow from it if you put yourself out there you're going to grow yeah that's the best and worst that you can hope for yeah and then also not letting yourself get overwhelmed, taking things step by step, delegating. I did like that she included that because yes, you sometimes you cannot do everything yourself, depending on how big the thing is or how complex the thing is that you want to do. And right. it's totally fine to ask for help. I Oh, I really, really loved the section that talked about um, like keeping your goals and things and like I... I try and set goals and like I have people that try to keep me accountable, but like I haven't found that one way that works a hundred percent of the time. And like, cause like in 2012 I got on and finally lost like all the weight and was, everything was great. I have no fucking clue how I did it. I don't know where that motivation came from. I can't refine it. And like I go through waves with my writing and anyways, the section where she talked about like get someone to hold yourself accountable and to hold them accountable, be like, I will give you $50 when I complete mm-hmm. this goal or X amount of money. But if I don't complete it, that money is going to something that they hate. Like yeah. donating it to a politician that they don't want to support. <sighs> yeah. Or go real bad. <laughs> yeah. Or be real bad. Yeah. So I really did like that aspect, which is, again you know, assuming that I'm going to hold myself accountable and actually do the thing with the money and like that we're not going to both just agree to let everything drop. But I haven't found that accountability buddy yet. And I like yeah. that idea. It's hard because like there's always those tricks of like you want to lose weight, put your meal plan on your refrigerator or your like right. workout plan on your refrigerator. I did put my yoga thing on the refrigerator and that I think has helped because I really I'm a visual person and I like seeing things checked off or crossed out. Same. Um, so I did like the idea of like going back and like looking at your goals periodically to remind yourself or like just putting things up so that you see them of what you're working towards. Mm-hmm. Um, the accountability, though, that can be hard because. I don't know. It's hard. You got to find an <laughs> internal motivator. Yes. Or you need to accept that you're an external motivator. But, like, the way that things are going to stick is when you can find the internal motivation. Right. But that's really hard for yeah. a lot of people, you know? Yeah, my part of my goal with this 30-day yoga thing was because I've been wanting to do yoga. <laughs> but also, yeah. they say it takes 30 days to make a habit, to make something a habit. So I thought, well, if I do this for 30 days, maybe this will be the time that I kind of keep it going in a sense where I continue because I'm also doing other workout workouts in the meantime too because I'm trying okay. to just generally be healthier so maybe that will be what helps me keep it going because I did do 30 days of no added sugar but that was more just to see if I could do it and it kind of turned into 60 days because while I was doing it Chris wanted to do it <laughs> when I was done so right. I did it with him but then we haven't kept that going I still do like black coffee which if you, three years ago no <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> so much sugar now i then from that i did try that no black coffee got used to it, liked it and now every now and then i'm still like oh let's throw a little bit of sugar in so i guess i could go back to something like that yeah but there's definitely has to be 
something you have to really want it, which she does actually talk about that too. You have to really want whatever thing it is, make the decision and you have to really want it and then stick with it and don't negotiate. I did like that where she kind of compared it to, I think she compared it to smoking where she decided to negotiate to say, maybe I could have a puff here or a drink here, whatever it was that would just kind of mess things up and set her back. So not negotiating on your goal too, or your decision. And always, always, always do it on a Monday. If you do it on a Monday, <laughs> odds are you're going to do it uh, the rest of the week. But if you skip Monday, it's so much easier to skip the rest of the week. That's part of why I like doing the workout in the beginning of the day, because I can't talk myself out of it. Exactly. Getting up early is hard, though, except I used to get up earlier than this. Yeah, I know. That's do, the thing. To is do work like, out and go to work. <laughs> I used to get up this early. Like, why is it hard? And, like, right now it's cold. I get that. And when it gets hot, it's, the complaint's going to be it's hot. But you just... You got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So. What else? She does also talk about hanging out with other people who kick ass, like people that you see uh, doing what they, not necessarily the thing that you want to do, but like they're kicking ass at whatever their personal thing is, their personal, the thing that's driving them. So I like that because like surrounding yourself by people who are also basically going for what they want. Yep. Yeah, I mean, misery loves company, and mm. if you're around, you know, people that feed into that, you're going to continue to stay down. So yeah, find the positive people, and the people that really want you to succeed. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if that was this book or another one. <laughs> she does like... talk about getting rid of toxic people. Yeah. Um, let's see what she says. Painful people—that's what she calls them. Um, and that basically don't draw it out, just do it, make the decision if that's what's best for you, which sometimes you do have to do that. Yeah. She does talk about too, though, how, like, if you were to tell your friend, I'm quitting my job because I'm opening up a restaurant, the friend would probably just launch into, are you sure? Can you afford this? Is this a safe move? Like, right. And it. It is coming kind of, it's coming from a place of fear, like concern about you, but like is this a good move? But it could if they continue to kind of be sort of negative or naysayers, it could really just be the fear talking and then also sort of like they feel judged in a way that it's it's scary for people to see other people really going for what they want to do. Yes. Um, because then it's like, well, why am I not doing what I really want to do? And I'm stuck in this dead end job and not opening up my restaurant or whatever it is that I want to do. Um, and just trying to recognize that, that it's not necessarily about you and your decision. Right. For the people that come at you with stuff like that. Yeah. I I really like her thoughts on fear in general. Mm -hmm. I think that that is the strongest part of this. Yes. It's totally easier said than done, but yeah. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, you know, you could sit there and tell yourself, like, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? And we all know that it's not going to end in your death or, like, embarrassment isn't going to kill you in the end. But still, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, submitting that thing to the magazine was like, well, the worst thing that would happen is I never hear from them because they don't have time to respond if they're not going to use your thing. Um, and I did hear from them and was surprised. (laughs) Um, but I did, this was before I read the book. I did do the thing of like, this is awesome. I should write more. And then this little nagging voice being like, "Ugh, 
you're not that great of a writer. They just picked it because they didn't get any other submissions this oh, month. Like, I yeah, I totally did that. I told Chris, and he was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but you have a good support system, you know? Yeah. Chris if you verbalize these things out loud, though, not, yes. you know, if you don't verbalize things like this out loud, your support system can't help you. <laughs> exactly. they don't know that that's what you're thinking. And you need to find the support system that is going to try to push you forward. Yeah. And... And that, that really can't be hard to find. Yeah. So. And and I and I am very much a person that is going to be like, are you sure? Because, like, I don't want to see people in pain. Yeah. But I could totally see it come across. I could totally see, like, if I'm that kind of person that they're like, are you trying to hold me back? And it's like, no, like, mm. legitimately, I'm terrified for you. Mm-hmm. So. Don't let me be that way if I am that way to you. <laughs> Anybody listening to this. Um, I think the fourth part is the one I had the most problems with because I felt like it was the most put it out to the universe, see what comes mm. back. And it's definitely the last chapter. Like this. Wait, the I, fifth or the fourth? Uh, the last chapter of the entire book. Oh, the last. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, I rated this a three on Goodreads mm-hmm. and I should have waited to see how I felt overall. But this last section, I was like, no, I'm done with this mentality more than anything. Where it this was is like, the section where she talks about manifesting the house that yes. she's going to write the book in. And I was just like, this is a very much upper class problem. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, like, there's a lot of talk of just like, you want that job? Just, you know, focus on it really hard. And... Maybe it is a sign of the time. This was written in 2013. Maybe that is what was kind of the big self-help thing. Um, It's not anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's not a lot of, like... I mean, there probably are still self-help guides that are telling you, like, manifest it and and it'll come to you. But I get the mentality of, like, focusing on your dreams and, like, your goals and things. But that Mm. is a little different. And, yeah, she talks about... How she wanted the specific kind of like room to write in for this. Wait, was it this book? This book, yeah, because she, this is she basically didn't at the time of the writing this book didn't have anywhere to live. She got rid of her place and was basically exploring the world pretty much indefinitely at that point, like kind of yeah. jumping from country to country. And when it came, it was came down to time for her to go. I can't remember where she wanted to go, but. She's coming up to her deadline, still had quite a bit, you know, left to write. Um, And she hadn't booked anything. She started looking and then all the stuff that she saw that she liked, of course, was booked that she couldn't uh, get. Um, I want to say she wanted like wilderness, foresty, trees type of setting. Yeah, but also like up high where she could look over it. Close to a city, like driving wise. Yeah. Um, and basically she said like about two days before her flight to LA, um, she sat back and focused on her ideal writing place and sent out one more mass email. She had been emailing people too up till then. We should add that too. Not just, you know, she had emailed people to see, cause that's kind of how she got a lot of her other places was like a friend of a friend or a friend had this couch or this house or whatever. Which is Um, a little sketchy, but you do you. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, glad this didn't turn into a true crime book, but. Okay. 
Um, but she sent another email, went out to dinner and just kind of put it away sort of mentally and then came back and had an email about a friend of a friend who had a place on a hill overlooking farmland. And I'm just like, that's okay. (laughs) I I don't know about the whole put it out into the universe visualize it and it will come to you thing because I don't know like it it kind of comes back sort of to that episode of Sex and the City it's like well if I've been thinking that I really want a new job or Chris has been thinking he really wants a new job or you know and they and it's it hasn't come like before he got the job that he had I'm sure he was thinking about the jobs that he wanted I know he was and was applying and putting himself out there but he wasn't getting anything and right. I feel like the response from, like, that episode of Sex and City is like, but are you really putting yourself out yeah. there? It's, like, such like, an easy thing to hide behind. <laughs> there is, like, a time period where people would be like, well, it's because you haven't quit your job. You still have the safety net. And, you know, because of that, you're still not working. Or, like, it's not ever going to materialize because, like, you're not putting the risk out there. And the risk of going broke and not being able to yeah. pay your rent, I will never. Yeah, like <laughs> most people will never. <laughs> that in my mind is a very early twenties kind of like mentality, where it's not like, even well, then. <laughs> no, I was the same way. Where it was like, no, I got jobs and like I, you know, I didn't understand how people had like the time and money to travel and all these other things that I was just like, you know, but who knows. I, it's just, I get there's a, you know, books, especially self-help books, they have to kind of end on like a really like, look, see, it works kind of vibe. And I'm glad this didn't like turn into kind of like a relationship kind of way. Because there's mm-hmm. really not a lot of talk about like, here's how, you know, you can help your love life or kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it just, and, and maybe in 2013, this would have rang fine to me. You know, maybe it is just a sign of the times. I still would have had issues, I think, with the whole universe. Just because, like, like, no, that's never really worked for me. I remember reading The Secret and being like, okay, I'll try this. And then not really doing it and being like, "Mm, I'm not going to, I don't know about how how much I really believe in this. Which I'm sure believers could then say, well, then it's your fault because you don't actually believe. You're not actually. So, all right. (laughs) There's always that thin line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you going to check out her money book? I did see that when I was looking for this one online. I did see that she had a money book. Um, I didn't look too much about it. Do you know if it's like budgeting or if it's just a money in general? Let's see. I do have one money book that I still haven't finished. I should probably That's finish right. what I have. <laughs> uh, let's see. You are a badass at making money master the mindset of wealth. Oh, she also has you are a badass every day. How to keep your motivation strong, your vibe high. I can't read the rest. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> that seems more about the positive thinking. Um because I do want to get a grasp on money, like not just budgeting. Right. Um, but also like I have a 401k, but I also know I have a 401k at my old job that I never moved over. Maybe I should move those over. What the hell's an IRA? Like what are the differences yeah. there? Like I don't know those specifics. I know I'm doing my company is ma- doing the highest company match, oh, that's you good know, to know, right now. Yeah. So that's good. But I feel like I could be doing more. Probably Chris and I both could probably be doing more since we're not having kids. We could afford to put more right. into that right now 
Um, but first, right now, I want to budget and debt. Getting rid of that is like the primary focus, I think, right now. Yeah. I'll get that in line someday. It's going to happen. Yeah. But I don't, I guess I just don't want it enough yet. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'll get her book. <laughs> like, learn to uncover what's holding you back from making money. Give your doubts, fears, and excuses the heave-ho. Relate to money in a new way. Shake up the cocktail of creation. I don't know what that means. Tap into your natural ability to grow rich. Shape your reality. Stop playing victim to circumstance. I'm not going to read this book. <laughs> yeah, no. That's... that's- yeah, I'm gonna stick with the money diaries one I have. That's about like living within your means and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I've been listening to a couple of money podcasts actually. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just stick there. <laughs> yeah, they're like. She also talks about like getting self help coaches and life coaches and things like that, mm. and like. That I, section says to break out your credit card, too. Yeah, I was It like, doesn't say, like, your checkbook or your debit card. It's credit card. Like, I'm not going into debt for this. Yeah, like, <laughs> I like my life enough that I'm, I, like, I'm okay at this point. And while I like to read these as, like, to kind of reset my mindset and everything, mm-hmm. I... The only thing really lacking, I guess, in my life would be, like, a love life. But even that, I'm just like, eh, it'll happen when, it, when, you know, it happens kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and I don't necessarily put myself out there because, like, my life's fine. I do, it's not something like something I feel like I'm missing. Um, I do, okay, I do on occasion. But when I'm ready, I'll deal with that. And for now, you know, I've got job. I've got chronic illnesses. I've got a dog. It's like... I've got way too many hobbies, and so it's like I got to balance all that stuff out before yeah. adding in this last part. So there was a point to that. And I think I kind of danced around it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Anything else? I'm not leading no, this I... week. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I think. I think we hit everything, the parts that I liked, the parts that I was like, eh, about. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that it does, it did help. It sounds like it helped you too, kind of just helping us both try to continue on with embracing a positive mindset. So I think it would be good, anyone who wants to like be more positive or think more positively in general, this would be yeah. a good book to read. Um, just kind of keeping in mind that there are certain parts that may not if you if you're not here for like the put it in the universe and it'll come to you thing you're gonna see that a lot you have that fair warning now (laughs) yeah it's definitely a major component of this yeah but i do like that the get out of your own head essentially sort of like i took it as like be your biggest fan type of thing like instead of your worst critic um and not letting fear stop you too i think that this is good anyone who wants to be more positive and who has let fear stop them from doing things in the, you know, in the past, this, I think that would help with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it puts you in a good mindset. Yeah. Just remember this year, it's easier to be cynical than it is to be positive. And let people like things. Like, that's what I'm doing this year is like, 
going to try very hard not to, even if someone t- like tells me that their favorite book is the book I hate the most, I'm just gonna be like, okay. Like embracing that it's just not for me and not trying to convince people like, no, you just have terrible taste. <laughs> I know somewhere I'm down the judging line. judging you. Yeah, like my music habits, if you looked at them, I think 90% of the world would be like, do you actually have taste in music? Like, and that would be fine. Yeah, it makes me happy. I probably get asked like, you don't listen to anything current except for like Jenna Monet and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it goes back to when I was in high school. <laughs> exactly. Like, I feel like that's where a lot of people kind of stop their like expansion. But yeah. I've been high listening college. to a lot of 1940s big band music because like it's easy to write to. Yeah. So... We were watching Blockers last night, and I think it was the shot of when the girls get to the prom. Whatever song was playing, Chris was like, do you know this? And I was like, I have no idea what this was. But it was like a poppy, like, dancey song that sounds like something I would know. And I was like, mm-mm, this is too recent. <laughs> is that the one where, the, like, the parents are trying to stop them from... Yes. Okay. With that. It's actually really good. Yeah, that's what I've heard is like it was so, not marketed well at all. No, because when I saw the trailers, I was just angry that these parents were trying to stop the girls from having sex. But knowing goddamn well that if they were boys, yes, the parents would have just been like, mm-hmm, OK, fine. And the dads would have been cheering their sons on. I, like, yep. But also every time that happens, I'm just like, who do you think these boys are having sex with? They're having sex with girls their age. Not my daughter. I mean, not always, but a lot of the time, that's who they're having sex with. Why? Drives me crazy. Um, But yeah, it was actually better than, because I was not going to see this in theaters, but it was on HBO now. So we watched it last night because we had heard the same thing, that it was actually better than it seemed like it was going to be. And it really was. Okay. I'm going to have to give it a shot now that it's on HBO. Yeah. And did you see the, you saw Halloween, right? Oh, yeah. Did you see Halloween? So the guy, teenage guy, goes to the babysitter's house. I think he might have drugs. Yeah. I can't remember. He's in it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That'll be cool. Yeah. So so I did not try to think of a book drink because I forgot. (laughs) And I was not thinking along those lines with this book. (laughs) That might be a thing that's starting to kind of fall out where it's like, most books don't necessarily have one so yeah i don't yeah. know the, i don't think this one does <laughs> i think the best one for this is going to be green tea because it is mm. the thing my mother has like the last few years really uh tried to push on like it, it works for her where it's like she drinks a, she feels much better drinking a cup of green tea and she'll drink uh whatever the sleepy tea is, caramel, mm-hmm. maybe, and in the evening, and, like, it, it works, and I am all for that. I think green tea is a great, uh, I love hot tea, so give mm-hmm. me a good green tea, it's, it's great, and uh, so I'm going to put that up good, there. Yeah. I, I second that. That's a really good one, because it's, it's, like, a healthy, so, like, a positive type of thing. Yeah. Drink. <laughs> and it's not like just go drink water, which everybody should drink more water. You're there's 99% chance that you're not drinking enough water. Um, I got this. So I think I, I sent you the picture of the water bottle that I got that has the ounces on it. And it says, yeah. I rock, you rock, we rock. It was a team gift from the managers to all of us. 
I've been drinking so much water lately. I'm like, this is why my nails look better, <laughs> like yeah, stronger, like, healthier, you, clearer. I need, I really have got to get back into the habit because you should, theoretically, the number is like half your body weight in ounces. Yep. But realistically, when it comes to water, you should drink until it looks like, um, like really light lemonade. It's like, it mm-hmm. should not be your, you should still have some yellow in there. Yes, this is probably a little bit too much TMI, but like you should <laughs> if you're if it is like if you're peeing water, then like that's a problem. You you are drinking too much, but yes. but yeah, you will go through like a week or two where it's like your body tries to f- get out all the toxins and everything. But yeah, everything looks so much healthier after that. Yep. So seriously, my nails kept breaking and like peeling, and I bought this like kind of expensive nail polish, this clear that I did use a couple times. But it hasn't been on for quite a while because I get super lazy about reapplying even when it's clear and you can't see. <laughs> right. And I'm like, mm, these are probably the longest. They're not super long, but they're definitely getting the longest that they've been in quite a while. So, And I think yeah. that's the water. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Unless you've started taking biotin, which I don't necessarily nope. recommend. I have a multivitamin, a fish oil, and vitamin D. And I probably should add calcium to that list. Yes. Yeah. I actually, I will say this, prenatal vitamins are really good. Like, double check it with your doctor. (laughs) Double check with your doctor. I'm not a doctor, but like, for prenatal vitamins have more iron, so I take prenatal Mm -hmm. vitamins because I'm anemic. Um, And this way I don't have to like suck down iron pills. It's a great compromise. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I feel like everything looked a little bit healthier on me while I was taking prenatal vitamins. I should really find some. But (laughs) but again, check with your doctor because it is like elevated of a few things. And like, if you don't need that elevation, then don't do it. Yeah. So, so yeah. do you know what you're reading next that's not for the podcast? Oh, um, so I am currently, one, doing the entire Outlander series, which is probably going to take me all year because those books are, I think the shortest one is 700 and something pages. Oh, man. Um, but I am also on a Marie Lu kick. She uh, is a YA author who I've not met, but I've heard is like literally one of the nicest people. And she's got three series, plus she wrote, DC last year did like a four book kind of icon series where it was mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Woman, Catwoman, Batman, and Superman. And so, anyways, I read War Cross by her and was like, you know what? I rather enjoyed it. I'm just going to go through her entire catalog. So... That's what I'm currently working on. I've got, I think, Legend is up next. So, nice. Yeah. What about you? What are you reading? Um, so I did not finish Michelle Obama's memoir, so I'm going to finish that. Okay. And then I think I will also read um, Chris Got Me. So for the Buffy comics, there was a Giles spinoff. I'm not quite yeah. entirely sure of how many. But he got me the first one, Girl Blue. So I definitely okay. need to read that. So I think that's where I'm going to go. He also got me like book two, like the big book of Saga. Oh. And I'm so ready. Good. Good. <laughs> Caught up. Have to shoot. I think there's a third book that's coming out soon. But and I'm okay. like, I don't know if I can wait for that because it's in a few months. I might just end up buying the smaller trades. <laughs> yep. But yeah, yeah. I don't remember if I said Paper Girls last time. Um, mm-hmm. But Paper Girls is definitely on my list for this month. But I was looking at it because I just got the fifth volume. And I was like, I kind of remember what happened in the last one. But Paper Girls is such a mind trip that it was like, I will pull out the other four. And I'll just 
Oh yeah, read everything. That's what I did with. I I feel like I remember the first like season eight of Buffy very well because every yeah. time one would come in, I'd be like, let's just start over. And then it just got to be too many where I was like, I can't go all the way back. I won't be able to right. read this for like a week or two. <laughs> yeah. So although I do still want to do that, that run through of those comics. Um, yes, especially because I think it has yeah. officially wrapped up. So yeah. yeah, which I don't, that's what I need to get is the next trade which might only be one did we talk about this i think we did i think it was that there was one left and yeah and i gotta get that i think that's out now and since i didn't get it for my birthday or christmas i am free to buy it for myself now (laughs) yes my strand gift cards are already gone it's fine it's fine i bought six of the outlander books oh my god (laughs) so bad and but i also got um Two of us can keep a secret. The The first book was uh, One of Us is Lying. I don't think they're related other than just like the, the titles are really kind of similar, but it's like a YA murder mystery that kind of seemed a little ridiculous because I think it was like Breakfast Club meets something. Anyways, I like the cover is really cool. So I picked it up and didn't read it for a long time and then finally like sat down and like couldn't put it down so <laughs> she had just announced the second one and i was like okay fine so i bought it the day it came out and there's so many books coming out this month i was like stop it <laughs> it's january like this should be a dead time no there's no, like we seven got that books. 24 and 48 coming up we so. do oh my gosh <laughs> i do I'm need to so start organizing to that yeah yeah i need to start organizing what i'm gonna read yeah i got a star wars book for christmas that i think because i read um, a Star Wars book in the last one, Tarkin. Uh, I think that's oh, what yeah. it's called. Just about, yeah, him. Um, so I'll probably do that as part of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, gotta make my little pile. Yep. I definitely just checked out some Star Wars comics and the newest Batman volume. I am enjoying mm, the, the nice. Tom King run of Batman. So. Nice. Maybe I'll get the Buffy comic for that because I probably won't read idea. it before then. So let's order it so I have it. Yeah. <laughs> or go goodbye because I didn't see it at the store when I was out the last time. <clears throat> yeah, that'll be good. Um, so yeah, we're definitely doing that. If anybody wants to join, it's 24and48.com. Just go sign up. You read 24 yep. hours and 48 hours. And it's it's January. It's cold. <laughs> yep. Do you want to get the off weekend. the couch? Right, exactly. Unless, or if you do, because I did get off the couch to go get a cinnamon bun and coffee from a little place near my old apartment. So I will probably get off the couch to go get crepes and tea at my favorite place here in Providence. (laughs) Do you really enjoy those pictures? (laughs) I do. It's so good. Oh, so good. So that's all that I'll be doing the weekend of the 26th. Because I feel like Chris brought up something on the 27th and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) I have a concert the night of the 26th, but it's at like Uh, 8 p.m. So I'm like. See, that's why I didn't do it in the summer was because it was the same weekend as Janelle Monae. Oh, yeah. I was like, "Uh, no. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I figured if I could get a good amount in on Saturday, it'll be fine. Or it'll be the first year I don't complete it. That's not going to bother me either. Yeah. How many times have you done it? This is my third. Nice. Yeah. Because I did it. it... Yeah, it's my third. Because I have a shelf for each year. So Nice. All right. So, 
Next time, we'll be coming back with The Devil in the Shape of a Woman, Witchcraft in Colonial New England by Carol F. Carlson. Uh, This is our, for the challenge, we decided we wanted to read a book about a historical event, so we went with the Salem Witch Trials and picked this book to read. Yeah. Um, So I'm very excited for this one, too, because I have like three Salem books uh, (laughs) on my list, and this was one of them. So I'm very excited to dive into that, because I love going to Salem and hearing about the history and... Yeah, yeah. I went to Salem for the first time last summer, so I am all for this. Yeah, I uh, want to go back in October, but I also yes. think that might be crazy. Yes, it will be. Um, because when did we go? I think we went in October, but I want to say we both took a day off from work, and that's why oh, okay. we were, like it wasn't as crazy. Yeah. Um, but when we got there, we did the Salem Witch Museum. Did you do that one when you were there? The one yep. with the red circle in the floor? So we did that one. But there it was, was terrifying like... terrifying and wonderful. The big, And it has not changed since the 90s. We used to go up... <laughs> my sister's birthday is in October, so there were quite a few Octobers where we went every year. And that voice, that recording is the exact That's same. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, but when we got there, there was like a board showing what times were still available because there were like school buses of kids. So... We ended up killing time. A friend, a coworker had just gone with her daughter and had told me about this little place where she had got like the French macarons. And I was like, oh, that's got to be around here somewhere. Yeah. So we killed time. I found the place and oh, so good. There's a good crepe place there too. Uh, yes. Yeah. Nice. We found that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah, know if I'm going to get back, back up to Salem anytime soon, but I'd like to. Yeah. If you do, let me know. I don't actually know how far it is for me, but let me know. <laughs> I have no idea where I am now in relation to that, but I like going there. Yeah, that was I the mean, first I, time I'd been in a long time. I'm gonna. I, I have to make a trip to the Northeast at some point. It's gonna. Yes, happen. come to Rhode Island. It so. is fun. <laughs> I shall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, where can people find you besides here? Uh, I host several other podcasts. Uh, they're all book related. Um, Minds at York is my anniversary read. And by the time this comes out, we'll be doing book 14, uh, which is a Cassie book that outside of that, I don't remember anything about book 14. Um, and then I ho- co-host a fairy tale retelling podcast called Fabulous Retellings. We're working our way slowly through uh, Hades and Persephone. And uh, my fourth podcast is Handbook Podcast, which is on hiatus. Um, but... I will also go ahead and throw out there that my co-host of that has a new podcast called Small, Colorful, and Loud, which I highly recommend. It is They're going through like lesser known animated kids movies and looking at it with a really wonderful critical eye that you just mm-hmm. like almost don't expect because it's a little jokey and so you kind of expect it to be a little loose, but it's actually really, really great commentary. So go listen to Elle's podcast. What about you? Nice. Uh, so, so far here. Okay. But eventually I'll be able to say that thing that's coming out in March and April. Yeah. <laughs> and where you can find us, you can find us on all the social media, Twitter, Instagram at JBC Podcast, also on Facebook, Judging Book Covers. And then there's also the Facebook page, A Handbook for Judging Fabulous Retelling Covers. Um, so thanks for joining us and we will see you in a couple weeks with the devil in the shape of a woman. And in the meantime, keep supporting your local libraries.